Welcome to the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast, covering agriculture and all things related in West Carroll, Morehouse, East Carroll, Madison, Tinsall, Concordia, and Catahoula Parishes. Hello, everybody, and thanks again for listening to another episode of the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast. My name is Kylie Miller, and we've got the whole crew here with us today. Um, let's, uh, I guess, y'all take turns introducing yourself and saying hey. Dennis Bruce. Bruce Garner up in West Carroll Parish and Morehouse Parish today. My turn? Yeah. yeah. R.L. Frazier, I'm sitting here in Madison Parish. Not for long. Not for long. Two weeks. Oh, you can come back as a part-timer. Yeah, you're going to volunteer. I've got a as a volunteer already. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Um, okay, we ready to get started with our special guest? Yes. Yep. Okay, we got Dr. Dicamba Daniel Stevenson from Dean Lade. He's a. Why are you cussing me like that? <laughs> well, I mean, you the man with you the man with the hoe, and you either got Dicamba or a hoe. That's the only two choices we seem to have these days. So. No, 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 no. We we got some other plans we'll talk about. Okay. Well, anyway, he is Daniel. Is a he? I don't either. He's a regional director now. He used to be a weed scientist. I'm still a weed scientist, Dennis. Don't cuss me anymore, please. <laughs> we'll, end, we'll end this podcast. Well, I'm going to hush then before he cuts off. Okay, go ahead, Daniel. Tell us tell us about the latest dicamba stuff. All right. So I'm sure everybody is aware that on February 6th, federal court, uh, district court in Arizona vacated the 2020 registrations of uh, Extendamax, Ingenia, and Tavium. Um, so you can essentially consider those three products as they don't exist right now at all. Um, they can't even be used for burn down because they all you know, they had some burn down labels, but it's not just for the, the extend and extend flex cotton and soybean. So the ruling the ruling is against the EPA. It's not a suit against Bayer, who owns Extendamax, or BASF, who owns Ingenia, or Syngenta, who owns Tavia. It's against the EPA, saying that the EPA violated the notice and comment mandates legislated by FIFRA, which is the Federal Side Act. So the ruling also restricts those was most recent labels that they failed to reduce. So they're saying, in addition to comments and mandates issue, that it also failed to reduce, prevent, or eliminate all-site movement. So those, those are the two main things that you can point out. So if y'all remember in 2020, in June, when they, they stopped the labels, so that was off, I think, a 2018 label. And then the EPA worked through that process and they registered it in 2020, 2021. That's the labels this court vacated. 
and their reasoning was is that they violated the notice and comment mandates, which for every pesticide that's registered by the EPA, there is a time frame to where the public can get on there and make comments about whether they support or they don't support a particular pesticide being registered. So uh, this just this applies to the entire U.S. Um, and I'll tell you why I'm saying that in just one second. It's because there's rumors going around that is all dicamba formulations. It is not all dicamba formulations. It is only Extendamax, Ingenia, and Tavia. Those products that are registered for use as a burn down or registered for use in other crops, corn, for example, you can use dicamba. Um, certain products are labeled for that. They're still they're still available. So dicamba is out there. It just cannot be used on Extend or Extend Flex soybean and cotton. Questions? Then yeah. this this was mainly a. If my, as my understanding, it, it was a procedural matter. It wasn't it wasn't over bad science or you know ineffectiveness of the of the herbicide? Well, yeah. It, it a the notice of mandates and comments was a procedural thing. That's the complaint. But they also ruled that the restrictions failed to reduce, prevent, or eliminate offsite movement. Okay. So yeah. they are questioning the mitigation practices there. But the first thing that's first and foremost is that they violated FIFA. Right. And that, that's that's the first one. First serious allegation. And it's my understanding, Daniel, that this is not only a stop sale, but stop use. Yes. So yes. even if they got it at the house, legally they can't apply it. That is correct. That is correct. And we won't know because the EPA... And I looked online before I called in. The EPA hasn't responded yet. So we, we don't know. I mean, sure. If I had to guess, they're going to appeal it, obviously. Um, so, but they haven't responded. The manufacturers are being mum about it. They're not really talking. And I've talked to all three of them. And they're just saying, hey, right now you can't use it. Can't, can't buy it. Can't sell it. Can't use it. Um, so we don't know how it's going to affect the current stocks. We don't know how it's going to affect the guys that have it if you don't have it. So if you don't have it, they never they never bring it back online, then you're money ahead. But if you're sitting there with a bunch of dicamba, you've got to use this burn down rather than over the top of the crops. It could be a pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I got a question. Okay. okay. Now, this only affects Extendamax. It doesn't affect generic the old-fashioned generic dicamba. That is correct. So, and I'm thinking in terms, I'm not thinking so much of pigweed, I'm thinking in terms of uh, mare's tail. Because yeah. ma mare's tail is really hard to kill. Yeah. And so I was thinking in terms, but so if you had a bunch of mare's tail for burn down, you could just go get regular dicamba and use it. So here's... Here's how the rules are for ex extend crops. So a crop that is not tolerant to dicamba, cotton or soybean, the rules mm -hmm. are inch of rainfall, 21 day pre-plant interval. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's the rule. So in before 
extended extend flat crops, if you wanted to spray dicamba for control of mare's tail, that's when you had to apply it, no later than into rainfall plus 21 days. Mm-hmm. What this technology allowed you to do is you could get closer to planting uh, extend flex and, or extend but you were legally supposed to use one of those three registered products mm-hmm. in the extend, so Ingenia, Tavium, or um, Extendamax, within that 21-day period. Outside yeah. of that, you can legally use a non-registered, well, one of the one of the Joel generics. That's yeah. what I can say. So, Farmer Joe has got a bag of Extend Flex soybeans. He plants that, and he has mare's tail. Legally, he can not spray a generic dicamba within that, between mm-hmm. planting and one inch of rain and 21 days before planting, so that time frame. He's got to treat that extend and extend flex cotton and soybean as if it is non-dicamba tolerant mm-hmm. crops. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Was like, well, it's just, I mean, because there's people will be looking at, and I'm thinking, I'm speaking here of burn down. People will be looking at, you know, mare's tail and other things that are hard to kill, which is Roundup 24D, and want to add dicamba to it. Yep. But they can still use, I will say, old, the old formulation of dicamba. Yeah. So the generics, and I'm not going to start naming them off, but we'll go back to the branded, the, the clarity and the band form. Yeah. The, the, the DGA and the DMA salts, those those are still available and the generics from all the distributors out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it just yeah. cannot use Tabial, Extendamax, and Ingenia. But it, and I, thought, I always thought it used to be you had 30 days between the time you put the dot, time you put Banville out or in the spring, if you put it out, it was a 30 day. It, made, it, was, it was 30 days on soybeans, 20 interrated, 21 days on cotton. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. Well, I mean, You're I, right. I just remembered You're the right. month. It was a month. You put it, you had to wait yeah. a month. You got to remember, I'm, I'm, I'm not a weak scientist anymore. Like you said, I'm a regional director. So <laughs> that's true. See, see there. So it, I'm know. slipping. I'm slipping, guys. I'm telling you. You know, he gets the administration, he goes downhill right away. You know? <laughs> uh, hang around with us more. We'll, we'll keep you in the real world. Well, yeah. I, I need y'all to. I need somebody to keep me in check. Now yeah. we go back. Now we go back. We were discussing this before we got on online. We were started recording here. And then you said that you were you were developing an owner's manual how to operate a hoe. Yeah, I've got a video of how to do that from years ago <laughs> about how to chop pigweeds. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, there are a couple of calls I've had. People have been kind of panicky about what am I going to do? Well, that's not going to be the first thing they jump to, obviously. All right. No. So if, if you let's take a step back and let's remember weed management uh, 2017, 2016, 2017. Knowing that we've got soybean and cotton variety, and these extend varieties and extend flex varieties, we can use blue falls or liberty over the top of So what is going to be needed in the extend flex realm is glufosinate or liberty but start out with a stout and solid residual program behind the planter so you start clean put a residual down 
either a week or so prior to planting if you're worried about splash or you can do it behind the planter that's no problem either way you go there um, splash injury i mean then in your first non-selective you almost are going to be forced to go well not forced to be ugly fire liberty with uh soybeans azidua or warrant or an outlook or a dual magnum type product so and then maybe follow that up with the second post so in basic extend soybeans i would advise people to start finding uh femeficent products on the reflex and generics at all of them because that's that's will be limited to that from a post immersion standpoint in basic extend soybean so can y'all still hear me like, uh, yeah i wish yeah. you a little so taking notes if i well donnie donnie and i are going to put together something on this guys and get it out to y'all um as far as the plan but the biggest thing is is residuals and getting them activated the what dicamba did for us it was not the silver bullet that glyphosate was in 1995 96 97 but it just revolutionized everything and it made it easy dicamba didn't do that it was one heck of a tool and it it, it, it would kind of bail us out of problems and now we don't have that tool so we're just going to be more timely um, what we've always been talking about is weed science 101 but that fudge factor that little bit of give that dicamba offered us from managing weed may be a little too big um, we would get control of it we're not gonna be able to do that now and so I, I see us relying a good bit on liberty this year if we don't get it back we've lost glyphosate i really do I don't know. Have any of y'all had anybody talk to you about the endless technology? Mm -hmm. I actually had somebody in the office this morning talking talking enlist. Okay. Um, so, from a overall weed management package, just take variety yields off the table. I'm not talking about varieties, but just herbicide program versus herbicide program. The primary power of enlist where it, in my opinion, I won't say superior, but it's a better tool, is that the fact that I can mix Liberty and the 2,4-D formulation, so endless one. Because there's only there's only two formulations of 2,4-D that you can apply to endless crops. It's endless duo, which is a premix of glyphosate and 2,4-D choline, and endless one, which is just straight 2,4-D Okay. Um, is a really, really good treatment. The only, the only catch with that is a lot of these guys have already booked their soybean seed. Oh, Dennis, I know. I know. Um, oh, the, the horse is out of the barn from a seed standpoint. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's just, they've all, I mean, they're kind of locked in, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I, I did have a, a, a seed rep. I mean, they're they're looking what the seed rep I was talking to yesterday and again this morning. They you know, he's chomping at the bit. He's saying, look, we 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 can we can help folks. Um, so I'd say reach out to your seed reps, you know, to see because, you know, they're saying they, they, they're willing to help. 
Now, granted, their help is probably selling you more seed or different seed, but not not necessarily for what you've already got booked or paid for. Yeah. Okay, not trying to sell a list, but there's, and this doesn't get talked about a lot in the state, you know, because it's just been used, but for, for the most part, they extend, extend flex variety has been utilized. But when you're talking about the herbicides and the technologies, all everybody's aware of the buffer buffers that are required to apply the extent, uh, the dicamba extent crops it was like 310 feet or something like that. I can't remember exactly. Once again, I'm, I'm, I'm an administrator. Anymore. I don't remember everything. <laughs> so you, you, you do not have that length of a buffer. And I cannot remember the exact buffer for enlist one and enlist two, but there is one there, but it's not as, um, it's not as stringent. So I would, you know, I would, Definitely, as Bruce said, talk to your seat reps, talk to um, the companies that are that have this technology and ask them those, those questions. OK, yeah, the, the, the enlist have got a 30 foot buffer compared to the, the 300 and something foot buffer for um, the other products. There you go. Well. Y'all are gonna put if y'all gonna put out a fact some something a fact sheet or a bulletin or something so people have a little maybe make a little sense out of the confusion I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you know, it's it's you know in cotton I can easily say I like cotton red. That's pretty easy. Sure. But in soy in soybeans residual wise for trees, it really depends on your weed spectrum. So you know. It, I don't see a, a fact sheet from LSU accent. I see it more as me sending something like I did for you guys yesterday, send the all to you know to listserv and you mm -hmm. guys were able to get it out to y'all's stakeholders. Yeah. So. Well, it's just it's just confusing, but I mean there and you go back to the the old residuals, Cotteray and Syncor, you know, the old stuff that you know works and you put it out and, uh, and it helps. Well, Jason Bond, Mississippi State weed scientist and I, a good buddy of mine, we were talking yesterday and uh, I told him, I said, honestly, my concern about you know, these other products are, are they going to be available? You know, not saying that that they're not for sale, but are the dealers going to be able to get them in for the growers to get utilized? That that's that's a concern of mine. Now they may have a, a full warehouse of metribuzin somewhere. I don't know, but just been able to get it and use it um, without without the use of dicamba, they're going to need it. Well, that was, that was my concern about Liberty. I mean, we were kind of kind of tied on Liberty in, in my neck of the woods last year. Maybe. I'm I'm hearing that I'm hearing there's going to be plenty of liberty. Now somebody may call in this podcast and say Stevenson's wrong, but I've heard the price is going down. There's going to be a bunch of it. I hope so. Um, yeah. Oh, if there's not, if it's a shortage like it was last year, Bruce. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean that, that's what a lot of, a lot of guys are sweating already because you know that's what that was the comment was kind of based off of last year. You know, with Liberty, it was being tight, and I was like, you know, I, I'm, I was hearing the kind of same thing you are, that it's a, things have kind of worked out in the supply chain, and the availability is going to be better, and it's 
this, we're not going to be as tight as we were last year with some of our some of our supplies and stocks. But you know, oh. the, it's the last thing we remembered, which was it was tight. Well, mm-hmm. the, the good news is that I have evaluated looking at various uh, non non branded versions of glufosinate. Uh, you know, Intermark, uh, Interline, et al., and others. I just named them because that popped in my head. And the efficacy that I, when I compared them head to head with just straight liberty, there's no yeah. difference. So there are, I mean, you don't have to get a joke that says liberty on it. There are other options right. out there. Right. It's what, what we've got, the tools we've got to use. Yeah. I mean, do we, do we want to use snap on tools or do we want to use tools cobalt from Lowe's? <laughs> or do we have to go to Ooh. Harbor Freight? I mean, that's well. well here, here's the deal: when it comes to Liberty, it does not well Liberty versus those generics. It does not. There's no difference between Mac tools and Cobalt and everybody else. They they all kill the same. Right. So you can price shop on that. Well, and one, and you said this, but I'm gonna re- emphasize it again: a good residual program at planning is your best. Yep. You got to start clean. Mm-hmm. Yep. Start clean, residual behind the planter, and then in your first non-selective application, or well, your first post. So your first roundup or your first liberty. Whether you're in, if you're in soybeans, residual, dual, outlook, or warrant. If you're in cotton, dual or warrant. I mean, just mm-hmm. that that there must be in the tank with either your Liberty or your Roundup shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and folks will say, oh, that's kind of hot. Yeah, I mean, Liberty and Dual Magnum together can, can be a little hot on cotton, but it'll come out of it, guys. We may have to take a little bit of a, don't go look at it for a few days after we spray it to to make sure we've got what we need to protect us from weak competition and ultimately yield loss. Yeah. This is not a year for us to lose money on yield because we don't control weeds. It's too tight right now. No. No. Okay. Are we through talking about Doc Campbell? Sure. Okay. Next week, Friday, February the 16th. 16th. You're putting on the Digital Ag Conference at Dean Lee. The, uh, it is LSU Ag Center and Fletcher Community College are going in together doing the Precision Ag Summit. It was scheduled for January 17th, but uh, the, the weather, the icy weather that came through forced us to delay it. We're going to have vendors there um, with some equipment. We're going to have a good number of speakers. Good news is, is that by lunchtime, it's over. So we got a keynote speaker coming out of Mississippi State. Uh, Mr. Zach Reynolds to talk to us. We've got some other good speakers, a drone panel. Um, we're going to have Dennis and the rest of the crew there too. So mm-hmm. we'd love for you guys to come to the evacuation shelter registration at 7.30. We kick off the welcome and everything at 8. First presentations at 8.30. Yeah, it's a good program. I think I think it's really good. Hey, we've got this postponed, but it's the way it is. Uh, but you got some really good you got some really good talks. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Um, Nate Hardwood's going to be there talking to us. Brenda Devonia is going to be there talking to us out of LSU about um, Tree Santiano. Uh, Randy Price is going to be there. We're bringing in um, 
some guys from Case and, and Deer to kind of talk about what the coal company's vision is for precision ag moving forward. So um, it's pr- I'm pretty excited. It's, I hope I hope it's a good program, and I hope folks come out and attend. I bought a lot of food, so I hope people come and eat it. Okay. Well, good. Well, we'll uh, and we'll go. We'll push it out on Twitter and and stuff next. You know, first part of next week, and kind of mm-hmm. try and remind people and send emails to remind them. Sure. Uh, that's all I got. That's it. Yep. All I've got, guys. Looking at some cloudy day, cloudy, cloudy afternoon, and rain showers. Well, anyway, thank you, Daniel, for being here and giving us the news and keeping us updated. But uh, I know you're on your way to Birmingham, so safe travels for you and your family, and we appreciate your time. Appreciate you. Thanks. The Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast is produced by the LSU Ag Center Extension Service. For more information, visit the LSUAgCenter.com website or contact your local extension office.